family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Hello, good afternoon or good day wherever you're watching from. It's time to be back again. It's, I'm glad to be back again on family dynamics. Uh, I believe God has been blessing you and uh, you're sharing with people so that one is not selfish. You can share, even if you are married, you can share with the younger ones so that they will help them in building their homes or making their choices. So we'll continue today. And uh, over the past few weeks, few things have happened around me. And um, it occurred to me that I need to do this session, which is warnings. It's about warnings and warnings, things to be careful about things not to do when it comes to marriage relationship. So the first thing I want to be talking about is this. Um, let's just pray before we start. Holy Spirit, minister to us. Open our understanding. Help us to know that the author who is God of marriage is interested in every of our, every aspect of our lives and to give him the room to lead us and help us in the choice of a married partner and in enjoying the home that you have given unto us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So we're just going to talk, talk about a few things that we need to note. One is as it relates to relationship. The first thing is this. Don't just think. I mean, don't just feel. Think. A lot of times we allow our feelings to rule us as people. Our feelings most of the time are misleading. And we have to be careful when it comes to issue of relationship. Especially with the person that you're going to live with all the days of your life. Until death do us part. That's the desire of God. It's not whether it works, I'm in. When it doesn't work, I'm out of it. No, it's not like that. So it's important that we pay careful attention when it comes to this. A lot of times when we are in the wrong, when we are not in the right relationship, there are some doubts that we call them maybe a whisper of doubt. You feel uneasy. But, you know, sometimes we allow our emotions to crown our feeling so that we don't even think about it. There is... Probably no better way to seriously mess up your life than to make wrong marriage decision based on impulse alone. A lot of time we feel, okay, you know, we have, I just feel funny around him. 
there is this chemistry between us. These feelings, over time, you can have it for somebody else. So most of the time, feelings will change based on what is happening around us. So that's why feelings are not reliable. A man, uh, Kevin and Marilyn Ryan, in their book, Making a Marriage, said this. Marriage is not simply the lock of the draw or something that we get, get involved in, which unfolds before us like a long movie. Good marriages, like good individual lives or good hearts, are conscious creations. They are made. So there's something that we need to do. So it's not just, oh, I, I feel something. I feel this. That feeling will disappear when things are not right. So it's important that we just don't allow our feelings to rule us, but we need to think. And when we talk about thinking, the thinking aspect of decision-making comes with the idea of prayer as guidance. And that's why we are Christians. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. The Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us is there to guide us. Psalm 32 verse 8, it says, I will lead you and guide you in the way to go. I will guide you with my own eyes. Recently, I heard of a marriage that lasted three months, you know, and three months is so short. That's the time that is, is, is supposed to be the honeymoon period. And they cut it for a few years, but it ended and nobody no pastor could say, oh, wait, let's look at it. Let's sort things out. We need to be careful. So it's, it's a wise policy to pray to God for guidance on such a serious matter as a potential marriage. So it's so, so important. Don't allow your feelings to rule you. Pray about it and be sincere with yourself. Prayer, when, when I mean prayer, it's not like writing a, yourself a check and then asking someone to sign it. You already write, okay, a check of one million, and say, God, this is my check. Just endorse it, sign it. It's not like that. It is asking God for his wisdom and guidance for our that for, for, for him to direct us, for him to lead us, which means be prepared or be ready to listen. And obey when God is saying, no, this, this is not the way. A lot of times we are so adamant. Oh, look at it. Everything in him fits into a perfect man. What makes a man perfect is the spirit of God in the life of the man. Not the way he looks. Not the fact that he has money. Not the fact that he opens the door for me. One lady was talking to me and she said, you know what? He was so nice. He was so good. He would open the door from the door of the car for me. He would buy me gifts. But that marriage did not even last one year. So it's not about what he does. It's about who he is. It's about the spirit of God on the inside of him. And you cannot, it's not everyone that calls themselves Christian that you can marry. It's not every brother or Christian brother that fits into your life. God knows. Who is best for you? And that's why we need to inv involve God in our decision making. Feelings alone can be misleading. So you need to think about it. You need to pray about it 
and always allow God to guide you so that you can make the right choice when it comes to when it comes to marriage. Another important thing is beware of infatuation. Use your brain rather than your emotions as a guide. Our emotions, you know, they they vary based on situation around us, based on what is going on in our lives, based on what is happening around in our environment. So when it comes to area of infatuation, one has to be very, very careful. What infatuation does, it blindsfold somebody to the fact that the choice of potential partner in reality may be the wrong one and quite unsuitable for them as a spouse. But that thing covers them. The infatuation covers them and they cannot even think right until they have made the wrong decision. Secondly, more subtly, infatuation can blind people just to the wrong person, but also to the right person because you can't see that right man because you are blindfolded with this one that is even the wrong choice. So when the right choice is coming, you are not open up. You are not opening up to that person to take from God. So good friends sometimes for me particularly notice that this is not right. But if you allow your emotions to come in, you don't listen to what people are saying. If you, especially when there is strong sexual or romantic cravings, this can, which we make marriage great, but when, when it's not the right person, you will forget all that. Married partners, the strong feelings, sometimes you, this is the person God wants for you, but you don't have that romantic feelings toward them. You don't have that sexual feelings toward them. But if you open your heart to God, as that relationship continues, God will make it happen. It will come. So chemistry, the way you feel, emotions, is not the real thing. The real thing is what is God saying. And if it is God, it will work every other thing out. You will now say, ah, thank God I, I, I could allow God to lead me in this aspect. The presence or absence of infatuation may not be as important as it is made out to be. A lot of time we say, oh, I don't have anything. I don't have any feeling for him. I don't have any feelings for her. I don't, I'm not drawn to her. There's no chemistry between us. That is not the beginning of things. The beginning of things is praying about it. What is God saying? Is a child of God. Fine. Is a brother in Christ. Is a sister in Christ. Go and pray about it. And when God is saying that is the person, he will bring the feelings into it as time goes on. So the first thing is allowing God to lead you. And this is so key as for us as Christians. Another important thing I want us to look at is taking advice. Our emotions and desire can badly mislead us. And that's where the role of friends, the role of wise advice is so, so important. And when you have Christian parents, Christian parents, your, your, your parents are Christians, involve them. You, you, they may, they, the one you cannot see standing up, your parent may see it sitting down. So it's important for you to allow friends. 
they are not they are not they are not going to be emotionally drawn to the person so they can seriously pray about it and see what god is saying so take advice um my love life is a lot of time people say oh my love my love life is my business is no is not is not anybody's business beside what any beside what does anybody else know about my feelings these are the ways by which the devil just cover us we think uh, is i know what i'm feeling i'm the only one that understand the way i feel towards this person it is not just only you let god lead you and listen to what uh let some other people pray alongside with you and listen to what the spirit of god will help them do and there's there's some myth when it comes to this and somebody says that is that is it is somehow braver better and more romantic to marry against the advice of friends than with it that is a myth a lot of time your friends your parents people around you your pastor they see what you cannot see especially when you have people that actually know god and they are ready to to they hear the voice of god they see things so don't think that oh, when this one is saying this i would prefer to do or work against what they are saying a lot of time it ends in 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 problems and once it's done it is done so it's better to listen for advice there are some facts that i want to talk about people who know both of you and the person you are considering as a potential match are often able to see far better than either of you whether this relationship might work or not in marriage they are able to see because they they can see the way both of you are they can see they can read each individual person even when that love is covering your sight their own sight is not covered so they see clearly and so they can advise you i remember one of my friends you know a lot of times both there's another friend that was our roommate and we would talk and say ah, this person even though he, he talks christian he talks everything christian language but deep down we we were thinking this man is not born again and that was the right thing the my, our friends was not ready to listen he was not she was not ready to listen and she married and it was disaster throughout she lost her womb in the process and at the end of the day she had to leave the house and she's all over the place now talking to younger ones about the choice of marriage partner please do listen to advice from other people they can see better than you see especially when you have allowed emotion your emotions to cloud your understanding so it is true that the spectator not only sees more of the game than the player but also that they see it from a different perspective you know when 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 you when the player is playing they don't see everything but you that you are watching you can see everything you can see where what should have been done that has not been done you can see oh this was a great mistake maybe when they now go back to re- to watch the play again they can pick what you have picked but they can see better so don't allow your emotional excitement to be cloud your judgment make sure that you listen to advice especially when it comes from trustworthy 
friends, trustworthy family members, trustworthy Christians that that have your 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 they have they want the best for you. They're not they're not you know they're not envious of you. They just want it to be well with you. So when you have such friends, please be careful. Listen to them. Advice for, of people from an older age group who have, who have marital experience may be of great value to any of the younger ones. So let's listen to them and, and consider what, whatever they have to say. If it means going into Maybe a few days of praying and fasting and say, God, what are these people saying? This is the way I'm saying it. But look at what they're saying. And because God is your father, is able to lead you, is able to speak to you when he knows that you're sincere, you sincerely want to know what is true. Um, also, when your parents disapprove of your choice, the Bible talks about honoring parents. You need to ensure, don't elope with any man. Don't run away with somebody because your parents will always be your parents. So when they are saying this, even when they are not Christians, the best thing is to pray and let the Spirit of God work with them. The Spirit of God is able to convince them and say, this is the right thing to do. I remember when I was going to, be, uh, I was going to start a relationship with my husband. My, my dad will always make, wake me up and say, I want you to marry from our town. And this and that and that. He had a lot of things. He said, you know, you're the first daughter. You are my firstborn. And I have a lot of girls. So if you marry from this place, this one will marry that one, that one will marry that one. And in old age, I will be left alone. But God spoke to him. Because I had to pray for God to minister to him. It took six months before he could accept my husband. And because the Spirit of God has convicted him. So there is no need, you know, running away with a man. Let God help you. If God is in it, he will, he will talk to your parent. There is a parental disapproval you will have to seriously look at. Why they disagree and whether the reasons are valid. And if you think they are wrong, then commit it to the hand of God. He's able. Talk to your pastor. I know of a situation where my husband had to go and meet a particular parent to say, you know, we have prayed about it. These people have prayed. The fact that they're not from the same uh, tribe is not important. They are from the same tribe when it comes to God, because they are both Christians. We have prayed and we know that this is the will of God for them to be together. And after talking and talking over this, praying seriously about it, the Father accepted. They are happy today together. So there's nothing that God cannot do. Another thing that we need to look at is take your time. There's a common saying that says, marry in haste, repent at leisure. There's no need rushing into marriage. <laughs> marriage is for life. I've said it before that if I have done a course, I've seen people that, that read, read medicine. They went to the point of doing specialist training. And at the end of the day, the lady said, no, this is not for me. This is what my father wants. And I've given it to him. I will now go and do my own. And she went and read 
law after that. So, but this issue of marriage is for life. It's not something you can say, oh, I've had enough. You know, it's never going to, your life will never going to be the same. So it's better to take your time. And you may not be able to give an exact guidelines on how long courtship should be for. But getting to know someone before marry them, you need to know them. You need to be sure what you're going to. Let the emotion of falling in love with someone, let it subside. And you will see how you feel after that. Mature people, as the people say, they know who they are and what they want in life. So especially when you're young, allow time so that that euphoria can disappear before you make your final decision. So it's so, so important that we take time to make this decision. Don't let any man or any woman rush you into making the decision. Pray and be sure. Like when I was praying about my relationship, when my husband came to me, I was, I, I was praying for almost eight months before I was at the point I finished praying. I knew this was the man for me. No matter what God has shown me, no matter what I've seen happening in his life, I knew this is God. But if, if I had given him a yes, two months, one month, maybe when I saw all the things out that were happening, I would have said no. Because my friends were saying, for me, are you sure this is the person you you can't afford to go into this family because you don't know? In fact, there was a time my husband said to me, you know what? I don't want you to become a widow. I don't know when it will be my turn to die. So please go ahead. Let's call up this relationship. Go and marry somebody else. But because I was sure, it took me time. In fact, the day I was going to say to him, when can I come and see you? He was coming to tell me that for me, you know what? Don't worry about it. Let's forget. Forget that I've told you that uh, I'm interested in you. But thank God, before he could say that, I said to him, when can I come and see you? Because before then, I've never gone to see him. So he was shocked to say, I want to come and see him. So please, let's wait. Let's take our time. When there are uncertainty about the personality, identity, and purpose, it's important to take your time. Be sure what you are entering to. How long you date or are engaged for, there will still be surprises after marriage. It's not important. You may be in relationship for four years. There are things that you don't know about the man. So that's why we need to take our time, pray, and be sure this is what God wants me to do. And lastly, but not the least, be honest to yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be honest, honest with yourself. Avoid self-deception. It is a peril if you self-deceive yourself. Sometimes we know that, hey, this thing, you have a lot of fear. Sometimes just thinking about that relationship brings fear. When you are in that position, don't think about how long you have been in relationship for. No, it's not important. A broken relationship is always better than a broken marriage. Do not allow romantic excitement to take over you. <laughs> you know, don't do that. Excitement, oh, you know, the way each time it comes around, I feel like, I feel really, you know, it's not important how you feel. What is important is what God is saying. So be honest. To be honest can hurt you. Because when you are honest with yourself, maybe you are being in a relationship for one year. It's not easy 
to break that relationship. It will hurt you. I'm not saying it's, it's something palatable, but to, but not to be honest, in the long run, we ought to as well. It will bring a lot of pain. It will even hurt you more than you can ever imagine. When there is a major personality defect in a potential partner, think about it. Pray about it. It may take time until you see a change. Don't rush into that relationship. And I believe that the Spirit of God will help us because God is interested in every aspect of relationship if we commit it into His hand. We should not be too wise in our own sight. Allow the wisdom of God to take over and to help you in what you're supposed to be doing. He loves you. He cares about you. And He wants the best for you. If you allow Him to give you the best of Him, you will be happy. Yes, looking back, in life and say thank God I allowed God the Lord bless you have a great day and keep enjoying life God bless you <music>